hello and welcome back to another episode of Destroy Digital, a digital marketing podcast. I'm Chris Asher. And I'm Mark Chen. And Mark, what are we talking about in this episode for those listening? Dante has gone camping. What? All right, Mark. So what what specifically... What well, do you Dan- mean by that? Yeah, well, Dante's gone camping with Mark Zuckerberg and he's come back with a bunch of ah, morsels. Facebook. Yes. And welcome to the podcast. Welcome back, I should say, Dante St. James. That sounded a whole lot more creepy than it probably really was. Camping with Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> At least he'll always know where you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. So Dante is from Clickstarter. Uh, up in Darwin, and he's he's the reason that we've been talking to so many Darwinians. Is that what you call yourselves? That's close enough. Top enders, <laughs> Territorians. You're about to get a glut of people from other places like Catherine Alice Springs as well now. So oh, sorry okay. to okay. the rest of Australia. We we, we we take all our wins where we can, and if this what this is one podcast we can take over, we will take it over. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, I mean I'm I'm pretty much done with work, so if you guys can take over for us, that'd be that'd be good. So you've been uh where where have you been? Uh Facebook camp, is that right? Yeah, so a couple of weeks ago, I was invited um, along with uh, nine other people from around Australia to what was called the Facebook uh, com- Facebook Australia and New Zealand Community Training Network Lead. Tra- There's a lot of words in there. Lead Trainer Program. That and the idea even, was to that doesn't even abbreviate to camp. It's not I even can't. close. That's why we just that's why we just call it Facebook camp because it was so much easier. And this it, is all part of the It was just nine of you. Just nine of us plus me, so 10 all up. Uh, and that was across Australia and New Zealand. So we had someone in there from New Zealand, people from New South Wales, Victoria, Queensland, Northern Territory, Western Australia, South Australia, pretty much uh, people who we all got in a room and we were wondering why am I here specifically because I'm a digital marketer, yeah. but most people in that room were not digital marketers. They were everyone from um, a, a woman who works with Indigenous communities in North Queensland yeah, right. through to another woman who works specifically with not-for-profits in Tasmania. So you had such a diversity of people in there, and we're all wondering, why am I specifically here? Well, you were, <laughs> and weren't they all kidnapped in the middle of the night by, by Facebook? Was it how it worked? Like they came in a van and pulled you out of bed and drove you to camp? No, I think you're, you're mistaking us with um, Snapchat. I think that's oh, actually oh. maybe Uber. <laughs> right. Uber's right. more likely to do that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. okay. <laughs> Definitely nothing. It was it was very random how it came about. And I often, I was still sitting here sometimes wondering why was I there ahead of anyone else in Australia, but it was just, they were looking for a specific kind of people, specific kind of people who were, were involved in communities, um, uh, that, that lined up with three things that Facebook in Australia and New Zealand are really, really focused on right now. And that is the voices of women, regional Australian small business and reaching and helping to share the stories of indigenous Australian communities as well. So that sort of had a big tie into, I guess, someone coming out of Darwin who's got access to probably all three of those things, as we've seen from some of the Darwin-based podcasts. <laughs> we have a lot of women yep. who are yep. small business owners and also a part of the Indigenous communities as well. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. So you must have, like, how long, how long was it for? 
This was uh, three days. So it's uh, a three intensive days of learning, presenting. So you're actually presenting some components of this particular training program that is geared towards businesses, particularly small businesses that are, that we're not talking about like going deep down to Facebook university and advanced targeting using in and outdoor metrics from, you know, beacons placed in cafes. It's not going that deep. This is to introduce people to their first attempt to advertise on Facebook beyond the boost button. Okay. Okay. So just to be more sophisticated instead of just hitting that boost button. Nice. Nice. Good place to start. Awesome. So you were poking around the ad manager quite a bit, creating audiences, all of that sort of stuff. Very much. So I was around the ad manager, but also looking at the extended um, Facebook network. So the Facebook family of apps, which is not just Facebook these days, it's Messenger is a very big part of that. Mm. WhatsApp is becoming a very big part of that. And of course, the other, the the multicolored purple elephant in the room, (laughs) Instagram. Yeah. Well, I've found that, um, yeah, doing ads targeted towards Instagram has been what has worked for me um, (laughs) rather than, rather than Facebook itself. I think, um, and I don't know why. That's just my own personal experience. I haven't done that much paid advertising for my own business on there, but for what I have, it's it's ended up through Instagram. Look, half of the half of the battle when you're going into any kind of form of digital marketing is that once upon a time we used to walk into a TV station or a radio station. Here's the rate card. This is who we t- uh, are aiming at. You were handing over to a professional who just took over. So you didn't have any visibility of what happened from that point. Yeah. You pay your money, you step away, and hopefully people walk through the front door of your business. It's not quite so simple these days. We've now got, as part of the, the, the democratization of marketing, where we can take control of our own marketing as small businesses, comes then with a whole lot of learning curve because yeah. we still have to know all the things that the guy in the radio station or the girl in the television station had to know about their industry. We as small business have to know about this digital marketing beast, whether we are you know, uh, advanced users of command lines in Linux or whether we are just starting up our iPhone for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a bit of um, a feedback that I'm getting in the marketing community. A lot of digital marketers are saying that Everybody thinks they're a digital marketer, and so there's a bit of a pushback. You know, it's I, I'm, it definitely is a bit of a, a push and pull, right? As a business owner, you should take control of your messaging. You should understand, you know, your brand and be be the ambassador for your brand. And as a digital marketer, you want you need to understand the the tactics and the strategies around the different you know platforms and how to get that message out there. And there's a big, there's obviously an overlap, right? Business owners, some business owners are very very engaged in being, you know, their own digital marketing yeah. uh, uh, um, executioner, ex- well, you know, executor, sorry, executioner. Executioner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a digital marketing executioner. executioner yeah, uh, yeah, there's some people I like to execute in those areas. Um, yeah, uh, all right, so Dante, how do you want to start? I Where? bet you've got some nuggets for us. Hmm. I've got gold nuggets all over the place. Every corner of this office, I've got more gold nuggets I can pick out. We do have you on video um, chat, and I can just see all of these gold nuggets around you. It's uh, it's quite rare. I'm like like Smog in The Hobbit. I'm just swimming in gold nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) All right, can we have the one on the far left and just above the shelf? 
Let's let's start with that one. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the holy grail. So you're not having that one. But we will pick out one of the golden nuggets. And I have to say, probably the one of the first most obvious things I walked away with was that Facebook has changed. It's yeah. not the Facebook of five years ago. Yeah, right. It's not the Facebook of last year. It is very different now to where it was. The attention of um, the feed is is diminishing. Yeah. Not because the feed isn't valuable, but because there's now more options in the, the Facebook universe. There is a, an Instagram feed. There is Instagram and Facebook stories now, mm. which are so important in the mobile area. Yeah. And then you've got WhatsApp and Messenger as well. If I had to say there was two areas that were flagged as very much this is the future where they're going this is backed up by a uh, particular announcement on privacy that mark zuckerberg himself gave yesterday which was incredibly telling was that the future is going to be less about me to the mass and more about me to you yes absolutely so that, and that's across all of facebook yep. facebook's future and i'm not speaking from facebook here i'm speaking from dante from clickstarter yeah, yeah. facebook's yeah. future as far as i can tell is in messaging. It's all about messaging. It's about yeah. that one-to-one relationship yep. that yep. brands will have with their consumers, with their customers, not with a demographic, but with individual people. Absolutely. I'm having, I'm having that, uh, I'm seeing that in B2B uh, communications as well. So, so, you know, it's like the, I've got, a, I've got a few clients and one of them's asking for an inbound campaign and they're a very high consideration purchase and it needs to go through you know, um, multiple levels within a, within an organization. And I just said to him, inbound's not going to work. We need to go back to basics where you need to cultivate these relationships and start talking to multiple people within the organization to push your, uh, your product or your service through, you know, procurement, through HR, through, you know, finance, right? And um, where digital comes in in this case for us would be to identify who those people are and then get the message to them. But it's very, very surgical. It's not just send out a whole bunch of, you know, uh, Google ads, you know, and hoping that people would just show up and download a PDF. Those days are gone. Something very important happened in the last 10 years and it's particularly telling in the last 12 months. And you guys would know who Gary Vaynerchuk is. Yeah. Uh, he, he highlights this quite a lot, quite often, is that once upon a time, we used to be in control of our message that we gave out to the public about who we are, what we did and how we did at that. Uh, and then we got marketing departments that then started to do that for us. Or we employed agencies or people to manage that message for us. Mm-hmm. Right now, we are completely and utterly, as much as we think we are in control of, we are completely at the mercy of the population. Yep. So our marketing department now isn't, isn't me or you or Chris or you know, um, Janet in, in, in the accounting firm down the street. They're not in control of the message that's getting out about them anymore. Their customers are in control of that message. Absolutely. The public Absolutely. is in control of that message. Yeah. Which just so reminds me, to- I, need to, I need to cancel those invoices to Janet um, in accounting down the street. Sorry about that. She missed her yellow pages listening, didn't she? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not happy, Jan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, this is that whole shifting from, you know, uh, um, and it's about a trust thing, isn't it? Like brand-generated content, we know, has got far less trust um, than user-generated content. And that's that shift. And, you know, I've I've got a thing out there that, you know, that um, talks about how millennials are going to start taking over the buying process and and the discovery process. And we know this, millennials don't trust brands. They trust each other. 
I think um, I've been seeing a lot about uh, brands on Twitter lately, especially in the US. Um, they're really bringing a lot of personality into their tweets and like acting as if they're, you know, an actual person, mm. which um, I know that like they like the people that run those accounts, they're usually just run by like one person um, that someone pays to just represent them as in the way that they do. Um, and I know that those people are actually their personal accounts are starting to get like followed as well, like yeah. followed as well. And yep. like, yep. it's carrying over. Um, mm. and I think that that's one of the ways that a lot of brands are starting to, uh, like the angle that they're taking to mm. build that trust is by giving it an actual persona that yep. speaks. Yeah, there are a couple of good case studies out there where the intern's taken over the social media and all of a sudden it's exploded. Yeah. You know? Because um, the intern's just, you know, doing it. If we look at um, at uh, areas where millennials have started to move into in a group big deal, and I don't like generalising about millennials. Mm -hmm. I'm not a millennial basher. In fact, I think they are the people that will save this world. Oh, totally. So I speak very highly about millennials. Yeah. Um, but let's just call them millennials for now and say that these are the people who are starting to move into marketing departments, into social media management roles, where they're given a brief from a company that's been around for 150 years that has no idea what they're doing. Yep. And they're just putting this person in place and going, do that social millennial thing that you people do on your Snapchat <laughs> yeah. and, your, yeah. and, and your Facegrams. And, yeah. and, you know, as long as you're not costing us a lot of money and causing us a lot of problems, go for it. So you're seeing incredible creativity coming through. Some sometimes good and bad examples would be the burger chain in the US called Wendy's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wendy's mm -hmm. taken. They're a great example of a, of a personality that's been laid upon one particular platform. Yeah. Now that personality is not on Facebook. It's not on Instagram. That personality mm -hmm. is only oh, yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And it's snarky and it's smart and it's it's cheeky yeah. and it's not scared to offend people on that platform and for that particular audience. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We'll pop over to Facebook and the voice is completely different. For sure. Now a lot of brand, a branding person may say, Oh, that's not good because it's not a consistent message, not a consistent feel. But I think Wendy's has realized that you're talking to completely different people. So that one brand may not, or one message may not suit everybody on one particular platform that yes. may be a good general feel where there's a 30 plus audience on say facebook and an 18 to 25 audience on instagram is very different yeah. but they're not they, they don't want to hear about your snarkiness and your humor and your you know capture your your, your trumpable moments yeah. Yeah. um they the audience on twitter is looking for that quick short sharp snarky um almost negative and Wendy's is playing into that. So yeah. they're doing very well. Lots of following. Is it selling more burgers? We don't know. There's no yeah. metric that's actually telling us that. Yeah. Yeah. But what we are talking about them. So, you know, like there's a lot more brand awareness there. Just, yep. I mean, and this is proof of that. And you can't even buy a Wendy's yeah. burger around here. I know. Exactly. I know. I know. When's the last time you had Wendy's? I don't know. Mm. Um, but moving back to some, some gold nuggets, um, so, yeah, so how does this all relate back, isn't it? So the, the boost button is is becoming increasingly not effective. Yeah. And I don't think that my friends at Facebook would mind me saying that because quite often, honestly, the boost button is an introductory product that's, used for little moments in time. That's what it's been like for the last few years, very much so. Like um, maybe even like 
from the moment they brought it out. It never had the same amount of features for targeting and stuff like that. But you're right. I think um, yeah. it is the intro. It's it's the intro like to get people hooked, and then once they once they're hooked, they're in the ad manager, and and that's a dark place in my opinion. But that's okay. That's just UX stuff. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna, and I'm actually gonna speak to that in a moment too about um, things that are happening in the ads manager, which um, so many people, even digital marketers, and are just not aware of that they've appeared and they've just ignored them. Okay, so right. um, we'll talk about that. But well, let's do it now. To there, oh, probably, okay. Well, let's do it. Okay. So there's one little feature that's come up in ad manager called audience insights. It's the very first thing you'll see when you click on the ads manager hamburger menu. This audience insight is, remember how you, if you want to do a little bit of um, research upon, you know, who might be out there that's interested in what you do and what they like and all, you'd have to go deep into ad land, set up a campaign, set up an ad set, go down the path. And I'm probably talking gobbledygook yeah. to those who've never been in there. Yeah. Right now, you can go into one of the any of the menus that lead you towards the ads manager in, in Facebook. And usually if you're on a desktop, it's down the left-hand side and just click on create ad you'll then get what is the Facebook ads manager mm -hmm. up the top, little hamburger menu that says ads manager. Click on that. The very first thing to the right is going to be a thing called audience insights. Yep. The audience insights takes all that power of being able to uh, research your market, research who's on Facebook and what they like, where they are, the ages, whether they're a parent with kids under the age of five um, without getting you know, creepy down to the point of saying, everything about them, including their name, address, and phone number. This is completely anonymized data. It's using, it's using clumps, clumps yep. of like-minded people. And if you think of it like that, you go, okay, that's great. How do I use this? It looks like gobbledygook. This is something that starts off and says, step one, choose your country. Okay, you want to go to a city now, choose your city. I want to choose Geelong. In Geelong, there are this many people between this many and this many people in Geelong on any month um, that are active users. On the, Facebook, on the Facebook platform. Yeah. From there, you can break it down and say, okay, well, I'm selling a mobile app. So I'm looking for people who are iOS users, or I might be looking for people who are just Android users. I don't want to even send this to people when they're on a desktop. You can start to break down those numbers really, really quickly. Men, women, unspecified, married, in a relationship, okay. um, not in a relationship, single. And then you can start breaking down further when you get to the scary stuff, the interests and the behaviors, yeah. you can go down there as well. Um, I'll give an example of one I did the other day. I was working with uh, a, a particular business in the town of Catherine, about three hours down the track from, from Darwin. This particular business wanted to reach people who were probably US Marines who were working out of the Tyndall Air Force Base near Catherine. Yeah. Now, to reach them, yep. we would say, okay, most Marines tend to be male um, because it's not, a he it's not a heavily female part of the military. Yep. Army has a lot more women in it, but the Marines tend to be just about all male, particularly those deployed to um, overseas locations. So if we know they're male. We know Marines are also young. So they're going to be between the age of 18 and are probably at 29 tops, but probably 25, 18 to 25. Yeah. Very much the Instagram crowd. Yeah. yeah so we go... One. So we know that that crowd is very much Instagram oriented. So we're looking at what are the kind of things that all Marines in the Catherine area would have in common. They are probably going to be away from their hometown, which is a measurable thing you can take. Okay. They, they are interested in the Marines. 
So there is actually a US Marines interest that you can target in okay. Facebook. Yeah, right. Yep. And all of a sudden, you're getting down to a specific number range of these are people within 80 kilometers of the Catherine area who are male in that age range, away have an interest home. in the US Marines, nice. and are away from their hometown yes. and their families. Nice. You can pretty much guarantee that that crowd's going to be US Marines. They put that ad into that market for those users, and sure enough, they reached nothing but US Marines that were in that market. That's nice. awesome. So what, that, what were they selling? Can you, can you tell us? So they were selling American candy. Aha, uh-huh, okay. Yes. Nice. They're nice a distributor one. of American candy, nice so one. things like Butterfingers butter and yeah. things like yeah, that. And Reese's Pieces. Oh, yes, I get that. Exactly. Nice. All the stuff we don't do. So, you know, you find it at your local Walmart over there, but over here you have to go to very specialist places. Yeah. And you can guarantee in a town of, a town of 8,000 in remote Northern Territory doesn't have a lot of Walmarts in it. They're yeah. going to be craving those Reese's Pieces over there. Yeah, and those Pop-Tarts. And Wendy's, mm. for that matter. <laughs> Yeah, that might be a little harder to bring over. It might be a little bit stale. Lands in Catherine. So that's uh, audience insight. So that's the very first thing that lets you know, okay, there's a power in this platform that doesn't look so creepy when you see the way it's looked at and you go, oh, yeah, okay, you're not looking at specific people. You're looking at a group of people that have a certain interest. That's great. So you you recommend that this is your first protocol? Absolutely. So you learn what the Facebook ads platform is actually about. Yeah. How does it know these things? How does it, how do I find these people? Yeah, so right. this is those, a friendly way of introducing. With those audience insights, um, so you can go in there uh, and then create an audience that you can later like and save that as an audience that you can then later use in your ad sets and stuff like that. Here's one of the frustrating things about Facebook. The Facebook I see may not be the same as the Facebook you see, or oh, if yes. you've got a listener, for instance, in Indonesia, yep. they may not see this particular tool. So I will say the Facebook I'm seeing at the moment does yep. allow me to do that. Yeah. So I can then use that audience and then it goes into the ads platform as a saved audience that I've built yep. that I can use in whatever campaigns I want to do. For sure. Awesome. The second thing that we were introduced to that I, I am I'm absolutely – um, baffled why more digital markers don't know this exists, but you can create your mock-ups of almost every kind of ad yeah. in the creative studio that's part of Facebook's ads platform. So it's called the creative hub. It's directly below the audience insights. Right. It allows you to go and look at not only, you know, uh, what my ad will look like, but yeah. you can go, Oh wow, I can create an ad for Instagram stories right here. Nice. Test it run a test to see if it's going to pass Facebook's algorithmic uh, checks to say, you know, whether it's got more than more 20% of the total surface yep. area's yep. text. If it's got too much of anything, if it's not long enough or it's, or it's too long, all those things you can test through a story ad. You can test that through uh, an audience network ad, which, yep. you know, most um, digital markers steer away from that. But there's, there's gold nuggets to be found in that area as well. <laughs> That's going out to places like Tumblr. It's going out to places like Yahoo and well over, you know, 3,000 different networks of mm. websites that Facebook have done partnerships with. Okay. Kind of like the Google, yeah, kind of like the Google ad system. Yeah. AdSense yeah. goes out. Yeah. Very, very similar. This is Facebook's version of it. Uh, and then we go beyond that. We start looking at things like uh, w- what it would look like on a mobile as opposed to on a desktop, what it would look like in the Facebook feed as opposed yeah. to the Instagram feed. Yeah, right. That gets in the idea in the head that you're going to start thinking of, oh, wow, one ad does not serve everybody. Mm. Yeah, um, exactly. 
different ads, even though Facebook will, will help you to make your square ad look okay on a story, which is in portrait mode on a, on a mobile. So it's that yeah. vertical phone shape. Yeah. It's, um, it will then encourage you to go, wait, you can do better than this. Let's create something that really uses the full area of that screen to create a much more immersive experience and tell a funnily enough, it's in the Instagram and Facebook stories. Let's tell a story in there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's look. That's really powerful, isn't it? It's like you changing the um the the approach. I mean, like like the you know the one size fits all approach, and that that goes back to what we were talking about, where you know each div, each audience or each tribe in each channel would be expecting different types of content from you, and there in a way you can quarantine your voice, and you can have you can have better affinity within each channel because you can now create different content or variations of similar content that is uh, specific for each audience in each channel. So seeing that there is a specific audience that you need to target, yeah. most individual businesses wouldn't know. They just, they, they go for the, I would like to advertise everyone I possibly can. It's yeah. like, well, mm. actually social media works very differently to that. It's much yep. more one-to-one. It's much more, let's look at a small clump of people who are most likely to have an interest and an intention to purchase your product. Yep. Then secondly, the best way to reach that audience may not be an ad in the Facebook feed. It may actually be an ad in the Instagram story section. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes perfect so they're, sense. They're the two first things we walked away with and said, these are the number one and number two things we walk away with. If I was to say, if there was a top three, the third one would quite simply be that get creative. Yeah. Because right. boring just doesn't cut it. No. It's, you, you need to go, if I was a 18 year old girl, what would appeal to me? So don't just assume what an 18 year old girl wants. Go and ask 18 year old girls, probably not on the street. That'd be just really creepy. <laughs> but you know, if you've got an 18 year old daughter or 16 or a 19 year old daughter, ask them and say, what is it you're doing on Instagram? What gets your attention? What gets your attention on Facebook? Absolutely. Yeah. And reflect that don't just make assumptions on what they like use these tools to see what are the other things they're interested in and then reflect that and and that brings the power of creativity again back to the creator isn't it It feels there's this movement uh, across all the platforms you know from youtube to um to facebook you know and it's it's to enable you to create stuff this also um this also just solidifies the importance of, and I know we've been through this stuff before, but I don't mm. know how, how recently we've discussed this on the podcast is um, creating personas and stuff like that when it comes to marketing. It's like oh, the absolutely. foundation. Yeah. That's what you're kind of all about is if you, if you don't know what that foundation is, how can you create these audiences? Yeah. yeah, we all have to be marketers now. We're not. We're not just. Um, I'm not just a hairdresser. I'm not just a shopkeeper. I'm not just the corner store owner. I am now uh, the marketer of my own business. Yeah. So with great power comes great responsibility <laughs> to make sure you're using these powerful tools the best possible way you can. Yeah. So the point of Facebook's community boost program and that 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 community training network and the lead trainers is to to embed us in com- into communities so that there are people who can answer the questions with the correct answers, not just um, you know, oh yeah, come and sign up for my $700 course that's yeah, delivered right. through Zoom networking or come and sign up for my my mastermind group yeah. and it's going to cost you, you know, $2000 to join and only then will you get the tips, tricks and secrets. Yeah. This is like a this is from 
I guess almost straight from the horse's mouth from people who are regularly touching base with real Facebook people to say, okay, we're getting this feedback from people in our community saying, this is too difficult. What's coming that could help out with that? Or we are getting feedback that um, our, our ads aren't reaching anymore. Yeah, what right. can we do to address that? And then we can answer those questions more honestly, um, not from tips, tricks, and secrets and hacks, but from this is what Facebook's doing. This nice. is what Instagram is doing. Nice. Well, they've got, to, they've got to do that in order to keep people advertising on their platforms. Well, that's right. That's right. I mean, the, the moment you feel that their platforms are irrelevant yeah. and it's too hard. Yeah. But yeah. it's kind of funny, actually, because uh, by doing that, that's them actually demonstrating that that's how you need to be doing business is like that personal no. one-to-one thing. So it sort of comes full circle well, the, there. You know, yeah. it's all in Messenger. It's all about having these personal relationships with people, and that's exactly what they're doing by inviting 10 of you to yep. uh, do this. Uh, Ultimately, you don't help in... Ultimately, you don't help people out by scheduling a webinar. You don't help people out by sending them to video training resources. You, Yes, there's people who will respond really well to that. But you're talking about small businesses who don't have any idea where to yep. start and quite often don't have the money to be spending on getting experts in. Mm. This is Facebook's attempt to address this and go, actually, you know what? We hear you. We're going to help you and put some people in your area who can help to answer those questions and have our training and our expertise behind them to be able to help you out. Yeah, I yeah. think this goes back to fundamentals. I like that. This is really, really like it just goes back to, you know, um, to first principles of business, isn't it? It's trying to connect a business owner with their customer, a business owner who wants to talk to their customer face-to-face, one-on-one, right? That's why people go into business. If you don't like talking to your customers, you really shouldn't be going into business. And if you want to talk to your customers, well, Facebook is trying to make it easy. I like that. Yeah. All right. So before we wrap it up, because uh, um, we could really, we could do a, an epic four-hour oh, episode yeah. right here. Um, I'd like to try and wrap up with something actionable that people can do right away. I'd say number one, go into the ads manager and rather than getting lost in the ads manager, start out with audience insights. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go and have a play and discover some, discover some, um, some pictures of who's out there. Number two will be play with the creative hub and create some various different kinds of ads by loading up photos and videos and adding text, seeing how you can then apply an ad to that particular audience. Nice. And then I'd say number three is reach out um, to experts in your area who are offering free or even low-cost training or subsidized government training that are able to help you out. We have a number of them. The Australian Small Business um, Advisory Service Digital Solutions Program is everywhere in Australia. It's available to every business owner in Australia. As Bass, if you look up ASBAS Digital Solutions, you'll find some help with that. They give you very, very low cost and often free workshops to help you out with exactly this kind of thing. That is awesome, Dante. Three things that you guys can go out and do right away. Now... Chris, you reckon we're ready to wrap this up? I think we are. Dante, thank you for coming on the show. Again. And thank you for supporting Darwin businesses. <laughs> like, I know we're taking over your podcast, but you know, you know, I, I could probably point you in the direction of a few people elsewhere in Australia too. That's no. all right. Well, it, one business that uh, we'd love to support is uh, Clickstarter. So what's the domain there? Uh, well, I'm going to do this the way you usually do it. It's oh. at clickstarter.com. Dot. A-U. 
Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. All right. So if you want to uh, check out uh, what Dante St. James is up to, then just go over there. And if you want to help support our podcast, head on down to www.destroydigital.com.au. All right. And uh, you can fill out some forms if you want to be featured on the podcast and get some free advice. We always love giving free advice. Oh, we've been getting quite a few uh, submissions lately, Chris. I know. Thank you very much, all of you who have been submitting. It's a nugget fest. All right. On that note. Go destroy something today. 